Dude, it's more than just hey, welcome back. Cards. Episode 22 of Off it's Center with Tony Reed, co-host with, with the, the most, the man with the plan, this the master of disaster, the only one that's showing up. The only, basically, that's what it is. <laughs> the only one is showing and up. And I have no problem with that. That's okay. <laughs> Chad Evans <laughs> in the lush yeah. studio yet again. We appreciate that, of course. Stone it's State. Nice, comfy, and cozy. A nice, it cold is. night. I got it cooking here, buddy. I'm sitting in the old school ESPN chair even. Yeah, that's the real memory. deal. Brings back to memories, that's man. the real deal. Yeah. I'm enjoying it. I Ep- like it. Episode 23, um, uh, decade plus NFL wide receiver Mike Sherrard. He's another guy I've talked to uh, on a few occasions. We did a straight interview, and then we did my card back q and I don't know if I've talked about the card back Q&A here on you the show You haven't in one, yeah. So I legit would go back, I'll find guys' cards, Flip them over, because back in the day, they're always fun little tidbits on cards, facts, and bios of guys. So I will literally go back, find five or ten interesting facts, and when I talk to the guy, ask him about those specific facts on the back of cards. So I have a spinoff. It's called Card Back Q&A. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. So I did one of those, Mike. I like it. Okay. All right. So yeah, Mike Sherrard, Oakland, California, born Mike Sherrard, standout. Multiple sport athlete in high school and at Chico High. Football, baseball, basketball, and track and field. He was a walk-on at UCLA. We got the Bruins. Bruins okay, representing these right. episodes. West here. Coast. Um, he had a few injuries-related setbacks. He became a starter his sophomore season. He left school as the Bruins' all-time leading receiver in both single-season and career stats, including receptions, yardage, touchdowns, all kinds of crazy stuff. America's team, as they say, the Dallas Cowboys, as they say, drafted him with the 18th pick in the 86 NFL draft. He battled through uh, countless injuries in his decade-plus-long NFL career. He played for the Cowboys, the Niners, Giants, and Broncos. Retired after the 96 season with 257 catches, almost 4,000 yards, and 22 touchdowns. Um, recently, he launched a startup company called Score Celeb Stuff. He's basically a, li- a liaison offering the best of both worlds, assisting athletes kind of sell off all that unwanted stuff in the garage, in the shed, in the storage unit, and connecting crazy, passionate fans to get those items. And of course, a, a, a number of the proceeds go to charity of the athlete's choice. So uh, in this interview, we talk about him seeing his rookie cards for the first time in 87 Tops. He was gifted a gamer, a game used bat from Bo Jackson. And we talk about his current sports uh, memorabilia industry work. So, without further ado, here's my interview with Mr. Mike Sherrard. As, as a high-level athlete, do you remember the very first time you were asked for your autograph? And if so, could you share the story with us? I don't remember the first time I was asked for it. I think at, at UCLA we went to Rose Bowl and, and kids were asking for autographs, and I thought it was kind of weird because at that point I, I wasn't even a player. I was, I was lucky to be on the team, <laughs> but I thought it was kind of funny. And then the pros, it happens, and you get more and more used to it, and it's and it's flattering all the time. I mean, I, I don't think pro athletes should take it for granted. Um, and then sometimes it's on a photo or football. Sometimes it's on a napkin that you know they're going to lose. But it's still <laughs> flattering to have a fan ask for your autograph because not everybody gets that, that same opportunity. Absolutely. And being in that position is a special thing, like you mentioned there. Do you have a memorable fan story or fan interaction over the course of your career or maybe even post-career? Uh, I don't think I have anything specific. Um, I just know as a kid there was a, a time or two where – 
where celebrities weren't the greatest to me as a kid, just a random kid. It's and get to a point where people want something from me, like autograph or to say hello, that I'd always oblige the person just so uh, I wouldn't be in that position. And I know it's not easy for celebrities because a lot of times you're tired or you're eating or you sign 100 autographs and there's 20 more people waiting mm. you have to be somewhere. And, and I get that, but I, I do my best to, to sign autographs and because I appreciate the fans or liking my teams or appreciating my effort or, or whatever it is. Yeah. And another kind of like you've made it moment almost is the first time you know you see yourself on a trading card. Your rookie was 1987 tops. You were pictured with the Cowboys. Whether it be that card or another one, do you remember the first time you saw yourself on a card? Yeah. It, it was a Cowboy card and I was shocked and I guess I didn't look into it too much, but I thought that it should have happened. I guess I was the first round pick, and <laughs> Cowboys were pretty big. But it was, it was almost like a dream come true seeing that, because as a kid I collected cards and was it mostly football, but also baseball, and I don't know if I collected basketball or not. But cards were a big deal, and I remember one card store when I was a kid. I was flipping through cards and showing my dad, and like. Is this guy good? And Dad's like, yeah, is this guy good? Yeah. My dad's like, Mike, everyone on the card is good. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's very true. <laughs> yeah, so getting my own card was like, man, this is, I made it. I made it. So that was, that was kind of fun. Yeah, and you mentioned there collecting as a kid. Who or what? Were, were there certain teams you, you gravitated towards, certain players? Do you remember who or what you collect or maybe, maybe even who you were a fan of back in the day? Yeah, I grew, up, I grew up in Northern California, so I was a Raider fan. So I was, um, you know, Fred Blendikoff and Cliff Branch and Kenny Stabler, and that was my generation of people that I really looked up to. Um, but as I got a little bit older, I was always like being a receiver. So Lynn Swan, John Stallworth, uh, Drew Pearson, those are my guys. And so I love the Raiders first, and I know these other people were their, their competition, but I just love the athletes and, and how they worked and and also as a kid I used to send letters to the the, the Raiders and also the Oakland A's uh, just as a fan yeah. and, and I was gracious enough to get autographs from John Blue Moon Odom and Fred, Fred Belitnikoff actually sent me a picture when awesome. I was a kid So and uh, Vita Blue as well so it was great for those pro athletes to take their time to send me a photo, I didn't send him a self-addressed stamp envelope. I just sent him a letter from a from a ten-year-old in Chico, California, and they were gracious enough to send me stuff. So I, I definitely always remember those times. That is awesome, awesome stuff. So that being said, you know, like we said, you know, a start UCLA, a long-time career in the NFL. Do you have a, an office, a, a room, a quote-unquote man cave, where you have any any memorabilia or thing like things like that displayed? I, I do not. I, I do have all my cards in a little case. Um, and, you know, cards has gotten crazy over the, the 90s, and I know there's a big comeback now. Um, but I do not. I, I should. I, I do have a few things that I really cherish. I have a, When I was in the 49ers, we had a travel basketball team, and for some reason we were playing in Kansas City one of those years, and Bo Jackson was on the, the Royals. What? Somehow, <laughs> Somehow we end up in the dugout pregame, and he gave me a bat, and I still have the Bo Jackson. I need him to sign it. Wow! So that's like my most prized possession of Bo Jackson Royal, his actual bat. Wow! He's gonna use it again. 
I'm, I, Bo, I grew up worshiping, worshiping at the altar of Jordan Griffey and Bo Jackson. <laughs> so that that's huge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, those are good idols to have for sure. <laughs> so uh, the jersey swap—that's kind of become a relatively new tradition. Not only in football, you see it in basketball, maybe even a little bit in baseball. If you could go back in time and swap jerseys with anyone you played with, or maybe you did do it, do, do you have a story or someone you'd love, love to have swapped jerseys with? Yeah, that, that's a new thing or relatively new things. So I wish, you know, my generation would have done it because there's all kinds of guys that I played against that, and even my teammates. I, I always think about the quarterbacks that threw me touchdown passes. I was fortunate to catch balls from three Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Yeah. Joe Montana, Steve Young, John Elway. Wow. So that's <laughs> on my bucket list to eventually get jerseys from those guys and have them sign it and that'll kind of be the start of my uh, my man cave but if I could have you know guys that played against Bo Jackson would have been a great one Walter Payton would have mm. been a tremendous one yeah uh, Deion Sanders and uh, and, you know, I played with a bunch of Hall of Famers, even my teammates, you know, Tony Dorsett and Lawrence Taylor and Randy White and, and Jerry Rice, of course. Uh, so just getting my teammates would be tremendous uh, jerseys to, to have in my establishment in my house somewhere. Heck yeah. And I know switching gears a little bit, you're, you're the CEO and founder of Score Celeb Stuff. So that kind of plays right into to the topics that, that I cover and that we talk about. Can you just walk us through kind of the genesis of that of that company, you know, maybe the inspiration to start it and kind of where things stand today? Yeah, exactly. So I was at Neighbors with Dave Winfield, oh, uh, Hall awesome. of Fame baseball players and and he was drafted in all three sports. And so one day I was pitching, this was back in 2005, 2006, I was pitching him on something, and he's like, he stopped me mid-sentence, like, Mike, you know, what I really want is to sell my stuff. I have mm. a store, two storage lockers full of Yankee jerseys and bats and furniture and bicycles and, and what have you. Wow. And it, and it made me think that all athletes and celebrities have stuff they no longer want or need that fast forward to 2020 or 2021 that their fans and followers would love to have. Sure. So I view it as um, you know, one man's junk is another man's treasure and I also view it as non-traditional memorabilia. So it's, it's easy to find a Troy Aikman sign football, but can you find Troy Aikman's high school practice jersey or his <laughs> bicycle or his furniture that yeah. you no longer wants? So I find it, my, and also I'm a charitable person in general. So with every sale, I, I, I command the, the, my clients to donate at least a portion of it to charity. Um, and it, for the, uh, the main thing is just to get back to something they care about mm. and also take some of the stigma out of why is so-and-so selling their stuff? Mm. Yeah. Are they broke? No, they're raising money for the Make-A-Wish Foundation or United Way or, or their own foundation. So, you know, we're just a startup that's been going really well. My first client was a guy in the group Kiss, a guy named Tommy Thayer, who happens to be one of my neighbors, and he sold a, a Kiss golf bag and a, and a leather jacket and made money for the Children's Hospital Los Angeles. Awesome. So I have stories where they can get rid of things and, and their fans can cherish it and charities can benefit. It's, it's a win-win for everybody. Heck yeah, that sounds awesome. So shifting gears again, one of the things I do, kind of 
in addition to just a standard interview, I do a thing called Cardback Q&A, where I thought one day in my little brain, I thought, how cool would it be to flip over some some player's card and be able to ask him a question about a stat or a, a piece of his bio or, a, or a, a quote on a card? So I have a few. I have a few of the card backs, and uh, I'll just run the statement by you, and you can let me know what you think. <laughs> Okay. Good. <laughs> so your 1987 tops card that we you know, the aforementioned tops rookie card, and on the back it says you're rated as the fastest wide receiver in the 1986 college draft. Obviously you were a speedster. What was it like being you know the fastest guy or be, being considered the fastest guy in the draft? That had to be pretty cool. Yeah, it, it was cool. I mean, I grew up running track. Um, yeah. You know, my background was you know my mom ran in the Olympics. Yeah. So I was. To date myself, I was born in 63. She ran the '64 Olympics, so I was always a track person, and and uh, yeah, so I took track serious, and, and speed was a big part of it, and that's how it is with with any pro sport. Being an athlete and being quick and being fast is that's what keeps you in the league, along with hard work. So I always uh, cherished track, and, and being fast was something I. I really enjoyed. Heck yeah! And the, the back of the '91 Bowman card said you were voted as comeback player of the year. Obviously, you overcame a number of of, of serious injuries to to be able to come back and just get back on the field and compete and to win win an award of that level. Can you even encapsulate what what that meant to you at the time? Yeah, that, that meant a lot to me. I mean, um, you know, my rookie year went well. Then I broke my leg in training camp the next year. Then I rebroke it about nine months later. Then I switched teams, and the Niners were saying, we have Bryce and Taylor. You could take the year off. But to come back, and, and it's tough being an injured player in pro sports, even college, mm. because you're not with your fellas, and you're not sharing the stories of the road trips and practice, and you're on the sideline doing your own thing with the – physical therapist so it's tough mentally Mm. Um, and I just you know playing pro sports was a dream of mine and so I thought that if it was not going to happen it was not going to be because I didn't try hard enough or I wasn't persistent enough and so you know I just stuck with it and then thought that you know if I do my physical therapy and listen to the doctors and, and, and keep working and grinding like I worked and grinded to get to this point that things would work out and and thank god things didn't work out and I got to play another you know, eight, nine years after after my injuries. Yeah, that's awesome stuff. So, 1993 Pro Set Power. Yes, that was a card. This was this was a lot. This was a lot. You know, it mentioned about, you know, the new coach Dan Reeves in New York looking for a speedy big play wide receiver, and you had the opportunity to become Phil Simms' go-to primary target. Like I said, there's a lot going on there, but what were your thoughts of, of, of New York and, and that just that experience in general for you? Yeah, I, I love New York. New York was a great experience for me, and, and people care about the fans there, and they're they are hardcore, you know, <laughs> sports fans and football fans. They love the Giants, and and you know, with the Niners was awesome. We won a Super Bowl when I was there from Northern California, so it was great playing for the for the home team. Yeah, but I was behind Jerry Rice and John Taylor, and and, and so I wasn't getting as much playing time as I wanted, and so to go to a spot where Dan Reeves welcomed me with open arms and playing with Phil Sims was, was awesome and to be the, the number one guy in the Giants uh, even though we weren't a passing team it was still when we passed the ball I knew that there's a good chance it was coming my direction yeah. and so to kind of open up the top for, for Rodney Hampton and Dave Maggot and, and those guys to run the ball was it, it was fun it was good and it, again the New York fans I, I appreciate it a lot they are they're hardcore they're hard on athletes 
but if you work hard and they know you're trying, they, they embrace you. And so I, I really enjoyed my three years there. So that was the fun with Mike Sherrard, like I mentioned. Uh, it was cool to hear that cards were a big deal to him as a kid. The story, he mentioned a story with his dad, and we talk about our dads a lot and sports and cards. He said he was a card shop, and he... He was talking to his dad, and he would go through a pack and be like, Dad, is this guy good? Dad, is this guy good? Yeah. Eventually, his dad was like, Son, he's on a football card. He's good. They're all good. <laughs> Which <laughs> well, it's is true. true. It's true. It's that's, true. That's kind of my my angle, yeah. my perspective. Like, yeah. these guys are all standouts yeah. in some, some way, shape, or form. Now, he retired in 96 yeah. from yeah. Denver. The Giants. Oh, the Giants. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I thought he, he retired from... The Broncos, because it was what, Dallas, they, San Fran. Oh, it was. You're right. It was the it was Broncos Dallas, in '96, New York, and Denver. Yeah, and that was right before they won the Super Bowl. Yeah, he missed it. Yeah, but he's got Bo Jackson's game used. He does. He does. Talk about how cool is that? He also talked about being a kid, <laughs> being in you know California kid. Yeah. He liked the Raiders, so he he was one of those kids. He would literally literally write fan mail. And he got responses from like Fred Bolitnikoff and like all the Raiders stars wow. from back then. Wow. So he like he has those fond memories from you know childhood too, and the fact that the 49ers had a travel basketball team. Let's not gloss over that fact. <laughs> the San Francisco 49ers had a travel basketball, basketball team, team that somehow ended up in Kansas City in the summer, of course, off season, and somehow they end up at a Royals game. He ends up in a dugout in the dugout with Bo Jackson, and Bo gifts him one of his gamer bats. Right place, what? right time, Tony. It's right place, right time. At the height of the Bo yeah. Jackson superpower yeah. in his yeah. prime with the Royals. Like you said, scaling walls, breaking bats, doing Bo nose. Like Bo no yeah. Here's a bat, yeah. buddy. <laughs> That's why I love these. I love talking to these guys. Those are the stories that you, that you, that you pull out oh, that man. are just gold. Wow. And like you mentioned, score celeb stuff. Wow. That's his company. Like he mentioned, he talked to Dave Winfield, who's a friend, and Dave's like... He was trying to, Mike was trying to pitch Dave on an idea, and Dave's like, let me stop you there. Here's my, here's what I have. You know, I have this storage unit full of Yankees, yeah. jerseys, balls, bats, hats. Like, that's valuable stuff. So Mike's trying to be that middleman. So I mean, it's smart, I think. Well, smart. good for him. Yeah. So he has Bobby Bo, man. He has Bobby Bo stuff on celeb, score celeb sports. <laughs> Bobby Bo's selling all kinds of stuff, man. Even though he's getting that million a year, yeah, what, every, what's the date? Whatever the date is, yeah, yeah, whatever. yeah, 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 yeah. Every Long year he gets that mill. He still, yeah. So that that was pretty cool. <laughs> Buy it now. I was unaware that this product even existed. This set, okay. 1987, like you said, that's his tops rookie card. In 87, Ace Fact Pack, which looks like a, almost like a like a card out of a shuffled deck it, of what playing year? cards. 87. Okay. A PSA 10 is offered for 100 bucks online right now. They are actually are pretty hard to find. His PSA 10 87 Tops Rookie can go sells for about 25 30 bucks. Wow, okay. So all right, pick yeah, one of up for yeah. nothing. Let's you know? go. So There yeah. you go. Mike Sherrard, score celebrity stuff. <laughs> I love it. So, that's so now it. we got 23 Three. episode. Episode 23, 23. Jordan. 
the Jordan no, episode. No. You got Michael We're Jordan. Saving, that would be perfect for 23. Boy, that would have been awesome. Yeah. Didn't he call you back? No. Is he busy? I didn't have I didn't have time. Let's you didn't honest. have time? No. no. Greg Vaughn is 23. Oh. That's legit. That's legit. Oh, Greg He Vaughn. was a monster back in the day. Huge. Yeah. Speaking of 23, he was 23 for was a few teams. I yeah, believe. I guess so. So look at that. It worked out. It did work out. But so yeah, next yeah. up, we'll take it. Greg Vaughn. Yeah, right. Peace out.